I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 422 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that's coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have an awesome guest for you guys today. Darren Woodson is a three-time Super Bowl champion safety who played his entire NFL career with the Dallas Cowboys. Darren is one of about only 20 players inducted into the Dallas Cowboys Ring of Honor. He was selected to five Pro Bowls and was a four-time first-team All-Pro. He played his college ball at Arizona State and was inducted into the Arizona State University Hall of Fame in 2005 and into the Arizona Sports Hall of Fame in 2009. In my opinion, Darren Woodson belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He absolutely just buried people on the gridiron, and he was tremendous against both the run and the pass. He was the only Cowboy to play for both head coach Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells. It's a big honor for me to have him on the podcast today. Darren Woodson will be here in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Darren Woodson was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between a three-time Super Bowl champion and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. Okay, and if you guys are enjoying my Dads of the NFL interviews, I highly recommend you go back through the episodes and check out some of my conversations with other great defensive NFL dads, including Ronnie Lott, Rod Woodson, Deion Sanders, Troy Vincent, Mike Haynes, Ryan Clark, and many others. Tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to go from a dad who crushed guys on the gridiron to a dad who crushed guys on the ice. Former NHL defenseman great Tom Laidlaw joins me on the podcast tomorrow. He played for both the New York Rangers and the LA Kings. Don't miss out on that. Okay, and Wednesday is Veterans Day, and I will be hitting you guys with a special edition podcast, including my interviews with two Navy SEALs and two Green Berets. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out which ones, as well as who else will be joining me here for the rest of the week. If you guys are enjoying the podcast, please consider hitting me with a rating and a review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you enjoy listening to the podcast here. It really goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please help me spread the word about this podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule and every day is Father's Day right here with me and I'm going to be right back with three-time Super Bowl champion Darren Woodson. I'm Alec Lace and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, if we learned anything this last year, it's that building health and immunity is more important than ever and that all begins with what you put on your plate. Bell Campo is on a mission to revolutionize the meat industry for the well-being of people, the planet, and animals by farming meat the right way with certified humane, regenerative, and climate-positive practices, which means it's better for you, the planet, and the animals. That's a trifecta that I'm proud to be a part of, and right now, First Class Fatherhood listeners can have Bell Campo sustainably raised meats delivered right to your door using my promo code FATHERHOOD at belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood and get 20% off your first order. Go visit belcampo.com forward slash fatherhood, use the promo code FATHERHOOD at the checkout, and save 20% off your first order at Bell Campo. Joining me now, First Class Father, Darren Woodson. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks, Alec. All right, let's start here. How many kids do you have? How old are they? I have four kids, and uh, I range from uh, my oldest at being 27, uh, 27-year-old boy, 23-year-old daughter, uh, 20-year-old son, 
and I have a four-year-old son. So yeah, I started, I saw the nod, like, <gasps> yeah, started all over again, man. And uh, we, I have a four-year-old boy who is just, you know, hey, I, I, maybe my energy levels aren't the same as they used to be, but he keeps me young. Yeah, God bless you there. Yeah, I have four kids myself. Uh, not quite. Mine are 14, 13, 9, and 6. So uh, kind of just getting under here. My oldest just starting high school. What kind of what kind of sports or activities were all your kids into growing up? Everything. If the ball rolled, they played. And, and now that they even qualified my daughter is soccer, uh, football, basketball, baseball. I have a, my my twenty year old's playing baseball now. At a junior college played all his life as well. But uh, my four year old's a little different. He's a little different. Um, well, I, I have him started in every sport. You know, he's playing uh, soccer right now at four. He'll play flag football here in the next few weeks, uh, and then basketball will get started. But uh, how do I say this, Alec, without my my wife really strangling me? The athleticism side. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments, man. It's it's going to be a little. He, he may not be the athlete. He, now, that, now, do you get involved with coaching at all with the soccer and the flag football? Or you stay away from that and enjoy it from the sideline. I did early on with my 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 older kids. I, I was always either coaching, uh, helping out. I wouldn't call myself. I wouldn't say altogether coaching all the time. I did coach a few. A uh, few years, but you know, I, I I like to be the assistant and help out. Um, I will do that for my four-year-old at some point. But you know, early on, you know, I, there there's something about you know stepping aside and just enjoying the moment. You know, when I was coaching, I, I can remember coaching my uh, my my oldest son and, and coaching my daughter's teams, and just you know, after the game, just grilling them about you know what they should be doing and why they did this and you know you do do this and if you listen you know this would have never happened and and there there was something about just you know as, as time went on when I stepped aside and it was just watching you know and, and that's that's the part of it that I really like you know the coaching part of it I was just so much into it that it uh you know, it took away from just being dad sometimes. Yeah, yeah, well said. And Darren, if you could here, just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, well, my background is uh, uh, I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, went to Arizona State University, got played football there, uh, got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, go back. Went to Arizona State University, graduated from four years of the criminal justice business minor. And then got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, played 13 years with the Cowboys, uh, went on from there as an analyst. I, I retired the next day. I was an analyst at uh, ESPN, did that for 14 years. Uh, I am a business owner. I own two businesses. I, am a, I own a commercial real estate company, which I'm a partner in, and I'm a founder of a, um, uh, a software company called Counterfine, where we eliminate counterfeit merchandise on social media platforms. So I am a very, very, and I'm going to say busy. I, I am involved in a lot of things. I won't say the word busy. <laughs> yeah. What an incredible career you've had, Darren. And so along this journey, then you don't have to be exact, but about how old were you when you first became a dad and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? 
Uh, I was 23, 24 years old when I became a, a father. And, you know, listen, you know, I grew up with Alec. I grew up with a, a mother who raised four kids uh, in the inner city uh, projects. And then on the west side of Phoenix, Arizona, uh, my father was somewhat in and out of my life, um, but didn't really have that that father figure until I got into college. Um, but uh you know, as, as a man and having a child, the first thing I felt was that I was on a always, forever, didn't matter what the situation was, I was going to be in my kids' lives uh, because I knew how much I was missing and how much I didn't have and the experiences. Uh, as great of a job as my mother did, she's an angel. There was something about the father. It was something about not having that father figure in my life that couldn't teach me how to do the little things, uh, to be a man. And I always felt like that, that, that was going to, that inspired me to say, when I have kids, I'm all in. They're going to know what it feels like to have a dad in their life. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 and it's been, I can't tell you, like, like I've won three Super Bowls and been on, on some great teams. Uh, accomplished a lot in my life. I mean, a ton. I've had a lot of success in my life and some losses, but a lot of success in my life. But there is no joy better than waking up every day and looking at your kids in the eyes. There, there, there's not a better joy in the world than, than, than being a dad. Just, you know, that's why I wake up every day. That's my purpose. That's my joy. Yeah, re- re- really well said, Darren. And I, and I spoke with your teammate there, Michael Irvin, at the Super Bowl this past year about fatherhood. And he, was, he talked a lot about the fatherless crisis that we have going on and the devastating yeah. results that we see as a result of it. And said, just like you did there, no matter what, even if you have to come to a divorce, never divorce um, the child. And we, we see too much of that. Too many kids are growing up without that father influence. So I, I love to hear you talk on that. And uh, what, what would you say, uh, Darren, were the top values that you hope to instill in your kids growing up? Faith. I mean, that's number one for me is my is faith. And, and, I'll, and I'll elaborate on that. You know, Alec, when I grew up, my mother kept us. We went to school. She had four kids. I was the youngest. The way she kept us off the streets and out of the gangs and out of the drug and all of the violence is that we went to school. We went to church. It's the school bus dropped us off at church. And from church, we went to the YMCA. We went to the Boys and Girls Club. We went to the park down the street. But the stopping point was the church. And my my entire foundation has been around my faith and prayer in God. That's that's the way I'm built. And, and, and the one thing I, I've always wanted to instill in, in my kids is that they can always pray. Uh, I always tell people one thing, Alec, my job is just to manage my kids. These are God's children. I just manage them through the process and try to guide them along the way. But God has his, his own purpose for, for, for my kids. And, and, you know, as a father, it's my job to get up every day, pray for them. And, and, and try to put them in the right positions to, to help them with their lifestyle and all and, and whatnot. But, you know, you know, I'm not a, I can't be the control freak. I know they're going to have their own things that they're going to have to go through in their own in their lives. But, you know, just to see my face sometimes, man, just to see that I'm supporting them, just to see that I'm believing and I truly, truly believe in them. Um, just inspire so much confidence and I can see it on their face, man. I, I know what I know what my purpose is and I know what, what what the changes that I've had in my kids life. And when I'm positive and I'm confident and I'm supportive, 
then it, the, the outcome is always going to be good. Yeah, I, I love that, Darren. I'm a faith-based person. I keep God first in my life. Uh, my family, we eat dinner together every night. We pray together mm. every night. I think it's so important uh, in keeping us as a strong family. And, and, and touching on that stuff, what would you? What type of disciplinarian would you say you were as a dad with your kids growing up? Is it different now with your four-year-old, and is it all different than the discipline style you grew up with? Absolutely. So my discipline style was uh, my mother ruled, I mean, again, projects, four kids, didn't have time. She worked two jobs. She didn't have time for all the, the nonsense. It was she ruled with a heavy hand. And that's how I grew up uh, as a father. When I first had my, you know, when I had my first three kids, I think I was tougher uh, along the lines, specifically with my first two. And then it became especially what my, what my third one was. Uh, my third my son was having more communication, being able to communicate because I was similar to my mom, and this is no offense to my mother, but she just didn't have the time to have the communication. It was do as she said, now I'm off, she's off to her job. If you didn't get it done, there was a price to pay. For me, it was, okay, let's have a conversation because I'm not just, I'm not trying to tear my kids down. I'm trying to build confidence and I can't tear, if, I, if, if I'm spanking all the time or if I'm yelling all the time, I'm tearing down. I'm always... I, you know, encouraging, trying to encourage my kids, trying to have a conversation, trying to open up. Now, I always tell my kids, I am not your friend. I'm your dad. So let's get that out of the way now. But let's have conversation. Let's communicate and let's talk through things. That's how I've been with uh, those with my uh, my last two, I would say. Now, for my youngest, he's four right now. And I am the softest. My kids, my, my oldest kids tell me, uh, I'm Mr. Softy now. Uh, I've lost that that uh, that touch of all the power because now they just look at me like they give me. I don't know, Alec. You ever seen a dog that's a little bit like confused? They give me <laughs> that head turn. That's how my three older kids look at me and how I deal with my four year old. They're tougher on my four year old than I am. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it, it's definitely a learning curve for me as I went down to my fourth. Now, my fourth is my my only girl. We have three boys and got the girl on the on, on the final try. If not, we'd have five by now, but we got her, and she she runs the show over here. Uh, yeah, and, and talking about having faith, I'm praying that I'm going to be prepared when she gets old enough to hit that dating scene. You've already been there and gone through this. How did you kind of handle it when your kids, especially your daughter, got old enough to start hitting that dating scene? That was a tough one. Why is First Class Fatherhood climbing to the top of the podcasting charts? Listen to it, dads like UFC President Dana White, legendary New York City radio host Greg T, and Navy SEAL David Rutherford have to say about the podcast. What a cool podcast. It's one of the coolest ones I've ever did. And congrats, seriously, I mean it. What a cool podcast concept, and uh, I, I love it. Good for you, man. Continued success. Dude, I love this podcast, man. Your questions are phenomenal, bro. Phenomenal. I am really happy, and I can tell you honestly, I'm proud to be a part of it. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Alec, and, and God bless you and what you're doing. Keep it up. Uh, I think the uh, compiling this many fathers and this much great information is going to be uh, invaluable in so many ways. So I, I wish you all the best, brother. So let's go, dads. We are not babysitters. We are fathers, and we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers. Subscribe to First Class Fatherhood today. And talking about having faith, I'm praying that I'm going to be prepared when she gets old enough to hit that dating scene. You've already been there and gone through this. How did you kind of handle it when your kids, especially your daughter, got old enough to start hitting that dating scene? That was a tough one. Probably the toughest moment in, 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 in raising my kids is 
it was one thing to see my boys go through the dating process because I could sort of relate it to myself. Uh, but on the flip side, it was putting myself in the, in the, in the position of the, the boys that my daughter, you know, what, you mentioned Michael Irvin. You mentioned Michael Irvin and, and Mike tells a story and he says, you know, his, his daughter was, uh, had uh, this little boy show, showed up at the house one day and his daughter was talking, actually I'll take that back. His daughter was telling the story about this little boy that she knows at school and that she really liked him. And he said, Michael Irvin said, you know, why, what, what do you like about him? He said, and, and the daughter said, her, his daughter says, well, you know, he reminds me of you, dad. He, and Michael was like, oh, heck no, we're out, you're done. <laughs> but that's what happened with my daughter. It was, she, she was starting to date a little boy or see a little boy. This was maybe in her sophomore year in high school. And I, I, I don't know, man, I just, there wasn't a whole lot of trust because I know what little boys are thinking at that age and you know, how hormones go. And, you know, I just told her, listen, I need to meet him. And my wife was on me. My ex-wife was on me about the situation saying, why aren't you treating your kids all the same? Just because she's a girl, you should, you know, treat all the boys and everybody with the same respect. And it's so true is, you know, you know, there were so many lessons that I learned in, 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 in going through the process with my daughter that I didn't teach my oldest son on how to be a man, how to open the door for his date, how to when he walks up to the door at his girlfriend's house or the girl that he's seeing to meet the parents. You need to meet the parents first and shake their hand. I mean, there were so many little things that I expected the little boy to do when he came to see my daughter that I didn't even teach my oldest son that. You know, so there's like so many lessons that, that were that were learned through that process. But again, you know, I'm all about the respect. I mean, and it goes both ways. I wanted my daughter to be able to meet his that little boy's parents, have conversations, look at them in the eye, shake hands, get to know them, have dialogue. And, and you know, so that's how that process worked out. Yeah, I, I, I'm praying that I'll be ready for it when it comes my way here. I know I've had I benefited from so many of the guys. I remember talking to TJ Hushmanzada about this, and he he gave some great advice about this. And I always see him on Instagram when his daughter will post something. He'd be like, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you posting that?" Like he's always yeah. getting after. So it's kind of fun <laughs> to watch. Uh, what was the What was the genesis of your show here, uh, the Darren uh, the Darren Woodson show, the podcast that you got going on? What was the genesis of that? What's it all about? Well, I did 14 years, Alec, at at. Um at ESPN. And in those 14 years, uh, we could never really elaborate. Let's say I was talking to, you know, doing a talk back with Peyton Manning, or we were interviewing a quarterback or someone, um, a sports figure. We never got in depth. We really couldn't get in depth. You knew you only had uh, a minute and 20 seconds to do the interview. You asked, you know, some basic questions, which you asked everyone the same question over and over and over again they just answer it differently at half the time and half the time they're they got to give you the political answer because they're on a, a, you know a huge network like espn so when i re when i left espn i didn't want to get back into the media i really didn't and, and owning two companies you can tell that I, I was busy and i was trying to get you know get my my companies off the ground and whatnot but I, I have two two guys that that are my colleagues at work. I won't call them employees. They're my colleagues at work. Um, both of them were former athletes. 
Both of them had the, went through the transition. Tyler Klutz played sports or played in the NFL for seven years. Ben Gibbs, probably the better, best athlete of all of us three, played tight end and towards the in college. But we were always meeting and talking about the transition from the pros or from football to work life. And and uh, in one of those conversations we had, we just thought, you know, why don't we just start a podcast and talk about the transition and talk about what it's like to, to you know, the journal of young men, young women, older. It doesn't matter. CEOs, CFOs, athletes, uh, doctors. I wanted to hear their journeys because, they're, you know, throughout that journey, there's so many obstacles that they've had to, or people have had to overcome. And however you want to measure success, you know, not all not everyone we're that, you know, we're interview is like has to be this successful billionaire. They hear the journey and how they got to the point to where they are at this point in their lives. And it's been therapeutic, man. It really has. It's, you know, just to listen to other people talk because that what usually happens is. People are usually asking me questions or have been asking me questions over the years. I like to hear I like to be on the other side, like where you are right now, interviewing someone and hearing the story because it's therapeutic. Because now you can apply some of those lessons that that you've gone through into your own life. Yeah, I, I, I understand that 100 percent. That's what this is all about with fatherhood for me. I get a chance to interview all these guys that have so much more experience than I do. They have different uh, perspectives on it. And it's been really, it's been therapeutic for me as a dad to be able to listen to all these awesome men talk about fatherhood. So I hear you on that. What, what are your plans for the future here? You, uh, what kind of goals or plans do you have coming up here? Well, uh, again, I'm running a commercial real estate firm. I'm a partner in that firm, man. And, uh, you know, we always talk about, I'll always talk about, we have 60 uh, people that work for the firm, but we also have their families. Um, you know, husband or wife or whatever, and then the kids and also we probably, you know, there's 180 some people that that you have to look at that you're helping to support. Uh, so that's one of the aspects that I really enjoy. I love going to work every day, man, because I feel like I can speak uh, into a lot of people or help them either financially or uh, therapeutically in some way in their lives. So that's, you know, go, you know, having two two uh, companies that I'm working working for as owners, that's been really great for me. My kids, uh, they never stop being your kids. And you, you're always growing. My wife is fantastic, man. She's the hero in this family. I'm just the bystander on the side. She kicks my butt any day. Uh, but uh, I, I just, you know, in life right now, there's so much that I just want to accomplish, not just for self, but for the family, man. It's never a I, it's always the we in what we do. And uh, I just want to give opportunities. I want to speak into people's lives. I want to be positive. Um, I've seen so much negative uh, in my lifetime when I was a young kid growing up. I'm seeing a lot of negative and divisiveness now in the world. And all I want to do, man, is bring that positive. And, and, and how, I, how that begins, Alec, is I got to talk to my kids in a positive way, allow them to be positive people, and they spread that positive message. Yeah, I love to hear that. Nothing better than that, Darren, for sure. And the yeah. last thing I'm going to hit you with here, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? I would say first thing is believe in you as a father. You know, just believe in you. Uh, prayer is big in, in anything that I do personally. So that's where I find my sanctuary and just asking God, you know, what's the right thing to do? Because, again, I'm just managing your children. Um, that's that's one. And then two, time and being available. The best ability is availability. 
And when you're available for your kids, all kind of great things happen uh, in their lives. And, you know, there's a journey. It's not a, it's not a sprint. It's and, and through that journey, man, I, one thing I can always say for any father that's listening, enjoy the process. Just, I know there's tough times. I know they don't want to get dressed for school. I know they throw their food on the ground or they don't get home on time. Just enjoy them for the time that they have because that time is just so short. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. I got to say, Darren Woodson, you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Take care, man. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Darren Woodson for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM on Instagram. Let me know what you guys thought about today's episode. I always love to read feedback. Lock it in. I got a lot more action still to come your way this week. Tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to go from the gridiron to the ice rink. Former NHL defenseman Tom Laidlaw, who played for both the Rangers and the Kings, will be joining me here. Wednesday, I'm going to hit you guys with a very special edition Veterans Day podcast. Two Navy SEALs, two Green Berets. Follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore Lace to find out which ones, as well as who else will be joining me here for the rest of the week. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers.